After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Report. The Morning Report is a production of fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. I certainly hope that you got a chance to hear Fightback 2020 last night. What I did was I, I replayed the um, the speech from Tim Scott after the defeat of the Justice Act, and um, it was riveting stuff. And we're going to play the last five minutes of it before we go home today. So I, I I hope you I hope you got a chance to listen to the entire thing in its entirety. It is on uh, Fightback 2020. You can check that out on all the places you find the Finder Morning Report. It's, it's, it's there. It's there. It's there already. So you you, you, want, you might want to check that out. Uh, we will be posting uh, a copy of the Justice Act on the Fightback Media website. You, you can check that out. It may be there already. It just depends on how much I got done last night. So it may be there already. So you want to check that out. For sure. Um, a couple of interesting stories today. One of them having to do with a statue. Um, and another one having to do with the insults. I mean, the straight up insults from the from the Democrats uh, about Tim Scott. So it's it's very, very interesting. Uh, and I and I think it's super important that at this point we really make clear delineations between Democrats and Republicans. And 
I gotta tell you, you guys know me. I'm more conservative, more of a, more of a conservative than a Republican. But right now, we gotta call a spade a spade, and we gotta point at the people who are responsible. They've been getting away with it, frankly, way too long. They just been getting a pass way too long because they get a pass from media. They get a pass from a lot of people in the community. Um, it's funny. Um, Tim Scott talks about there have been no, there's no more loyal group to uh, the Democrat Party than the black community. There, there is no more a loyal group of the of the group they have than the black community. You know what happens after a while. You know, uh, monopolies start caring less and less about their customers, and the Democrat Party is basically caring nothing about the black community. So, and it's funny, and their treatment of Senator Tim Scott is evidence thereof. So we're going to talk about that. And maybe a couple more things that pop up on the screen while we're while we're doing this morning report. But in the meantime, we're going to need to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the morning report right after these messages. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org.
Welcome back. Welcome back to The Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. At the Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com. FightBackMedia.com. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're still looking for two title sponsors. I'm believing that those, those title sponsors will show up. Um, and I, I, I'm going to be very, very transparent with the term. The terms are very simple. Um, Six-month contracts and um, $500 a month. There you go. And we're going to get out there. As a matter of fact, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, right now, we have, fi- you know, I finally got the word on Parler. Parler is the Twitter alternative. If you've been shadow banned on Twitter, if you've been uh, banned and, and um, you've had your, if you've been throttled back and you and you need to do something about about your reach, well, reach out another, reach, reach out another, another direction. To parlor p a r l e r we are there at fight back media so follow us help us do what you normally do except do it a lot more and a lot better all right uh we're going to get started here uh whoop whoop woo uh you know and in this maddening ridiculousness of s- statue toppling because you know, tearing down statues is gonna, you know, you know, really bring the races together, and it's 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 a ridiculous socialist, Marxist attempt to overthrow our our, our way of life and government, and this is what this is. It doesn't have anything to do with George Floyd. It doesn't have anything to do with Walter Scott. It doesn't have anything to do with Trayvon Martin. It doesn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter. It doesn't have anything to do with anything that has to do with black people in America. It just doesn't. So so a lot of you Republicans and conservatives need to understand that. What you're seeing in the toppling of these statues and the van and, and you know and and, and, the, and monuments getting vandalized and threatened doesn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter, doesn't have anything to do with black people in America, doesn't have anything to do with again, uh, George Floyd, Walter Scott Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, doesn't have anything to do with or Emmett Till. Even I don't have anything to do with any of that. This is this is the mark of the infiltrator that we warned you about, that we told you about early on. So you're not. I know a lot of you are listening. And you're kind of saying, oh, taking a big sigh and shaking your head and going, "Yeah, you guys did tell us about that, didn't you?" Yes. Yes, we did. A lot, and, and I wish it was just me because then I would seem smarter than everybody else. Uh, but there were a lot of us saying what you're seeing now. I mean, Topher Town Music on TikTok and on Instagram. A lot of people. Jeff Charles on uh, who writes for RedState.com uh, and is on Twitter. Oh, I mean, just just on and on, on and on. Uh, of course, people like Zoe Rachel, Alfonso Rachel. You can you can still go to Alfonso Rachel. Go to bronzeserpent.com and um, check out his content there. Give him a few bucks. Paul Swanson, Swanson Report. I could go on. So this is not the first time you've heard it. Unless this is the first time you've heard this program. But anyway, 
according to townhall.com in Washington, D.C., leftists have set, have set their sights on the emancipation statue, which is friggin' ridiculous because the statue memorializes the abolition of slavery in the United States. This is, this is the part that all of this prevents people from learning, especially children from learning. Children are learn children are learning not from school necessarily, but they're learning from culture that the United States invented slavery just because they didn't like black people. They're learning this from the culture. And and, and now you're looking at me like, oh, that's not happening. I'm gonna tell you it's happening. Like I tell my students, I don't get much wrong. And the reason I don't get much wrong is that I wait and watch and listen and test and watch and listen and test, then speak. Something a lot of you should do. They're learning this from the culture. They're not learning from schools. They're learning it from the culture. They're learning this by the activities that are going on. They're learning this stuff from the media. Because it isn't ex explicit, it's implicit, which is almost worse. And what they're not doing, because a lot of you don't do, they don't listen and wait and test and listen and wait and test. Listen, wait, and speak. They don't. They just act. They just take it all in and go, oh, well, well, what's happening is that this is a, uh, the United States is a colonial, uh, colonial power that enslaves all the black and brown people because of white supremacy. Well, that's how you wrap that up. It's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, um, so this statue actually memorializes Abraham Lincoln, who happened to be a Republican, um, freeing, signing the Emancipation Proclamation that freed the slaves. That's what this is. Lincoln, in, in, on the statue, Lincoln is holding a copy of the Emancipation Proclamation as he symbolic, symbolically frees a slave, shackled and knelt before him. According to the National Park Service, the funds for the 1876 statue came primarily from freed slaves and Af African, excuse me, African-American Union veterans. But today's leftists have decided that the freed slaves built a racist statue because the, depic the slave depicted in the statue is kneeling before the white president, which suggests black people are inferior to white people. As one protester told Town Hall's Julio Rojas, so that's why protesters want the police to kneel down before them. Can you can you imagine the mental dexterity and gymnastics that you have to be able to do to get to the sim the symbolism in the statue to the to the the police to to police kneeling before protesters. The only, see, the only response to this could be, what the hell is wrong with you? 
I mean, that could, frankly, that's the only response that is warranted. What the hell is wrong with you? Julio Rojas was at the statue um, on Tuesday when protesters gathered and announced their intentions to vandalize the memorial. A speaker told a speaker told the angry mob that, that the memorial was on stolen land and warned white people that we're going to make sure that we get what's owed to us. The mob promised to come back two days later and tear down the statue. Well, fast forward to Thursday. Since the protesters made their intentions clear, law enforcement had plenty of time to build a wall around the statue. Julio Rojas, uh, Julio Rojas from uh, Town Hall tweeted, A fence has been set up around the Emancipation Memorial in Lincoln Park after protesters threatened to tear it down today at a rally on, t on Tuesday. Discouraged, only a small number of leftists showed up to commit vandalism on, on Thursday. The vandals plan to try again um, on today. Uh, so attention, attention law enforcement. More media than, more media than anything else. President Trump an announced a forthcoming executive order that he says will bolster existing laws and punishments to target hoodlums and these anarchists and agitators who threaten federal monuments. Um, it was reported on Wednesday that as many as 400, as many as 400 National Guard troops were headed back to D.C. at the request of the Interior Secretary David Bar. Um, Bernhardt, so it is absolutely friggin' amazing. If I can editorialize, oh, that's what I do all the time. Uh, anyway, frankly, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, instead of running around you, conservatives, Republicans, defending these Confederate memorials turn your attention to memorials and statues like this one turn your attention to this one because this tell this tells the story of how important it was for republicans to be on the side of the abolitionist. This tells your story a lot better. While at the same time, I know having two thoughts in your head is tough sometimes. At the same time, pointing to the statues of General Lee, they're Democrats. And all the, and the Confederacy were Democrats who were wailing against the Constitution of the United States and still are. The four portraits taken down out of the uh, the speaker's gallery by Nancy Pelosi were all Democrats. Those were the avowed racists, the avowed segregationists. They were all Democrats. Let people know. I mean, the idea that we are running around trying to protect I mean, that somehow this is our cause celeb. 
we ought to be doing is saying, yeah, of course they want to erase history because that relate uh, that erases the history of racism, bigotry, hatred, slavery, murder by Democrats. So of course, so of course they want to tear these statues down. Of course they do. We better start telling our own story. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the Morning Report right after these messages. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Welcome back to The Morning Report. This is Willie Lawson. Uh, the Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com. FightBackMedia.com. Uh, go to the website. We have a lot of things on the website. The website is growing. Um, it's it's completely redone from the old one. It's taking a lot of work. And if you haven't seen it, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Just, just give a brother a break. Just give me a break. Appreciate it. Uh, we also, because on the website, we have some of our friends who have suffered the shadow banning and the throttling, and it, it is a way to help them get their content out because, remember, we're all in this together. Um, actually, we're not all in this together, but some of us are in this together for sure, um, and we're trying to help out as much as we can, and we're not charging any fees for promoting the um, TBC Tampa Bay Conservatives, temp, TBC, uh, Tampa dot, dot com 
not charging them any money, not charging my friends or Rachel any money, uh, or any or our friends at Reverber TV for promoting their content. Uh, but we just want them uh, to be seen and offer them a um, an avenue by which another avenue by which that people can access their content. So we're doing that as well as our own as well as our own stuff because that's what Fightback Media is all around, all about always has been about so there you go um and you can get that at fightbackmedia.com 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 another story which i thought was interesting especially after you know yesterday i read the 15 page justice act bill 15 pages not 250 pages, not 200, not 2,500 pages with all sorts of uh, pork everywhere, things that doesn't have anything to do with police reform, all that stuff. No, 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 no. It's pretty straight. It's pretty straightforward. It's 10 basic, basic points. And yesterday I did a fight back 2020, um, yesterday morning. And I went over those ten points, and you can listen to that. You listen to them um, that for yourself at Fightback Twenty Twenty, and, and you can find that at where. Say it with me. Say it with me. Fightbackmedia.com. 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 Um, you can find that out. So that'll be very cool. All right. Um, it is interesting that after all of that, Senate Democrats have the the temerity, the nerve, the guts to turn on Tim Scott. They just keep coming. Senator Tim Scott, Republican from South Carolina, basically bared his soul on the Senate floor, and, you, and you're going to hear some of that when introducing his Justice Act uh, this past week, candidly explaining why police reform was so important to him the only black Republican senator in Congress, and how he too has been targeted by law enforcement simply because of the color of his skin. But Democrats weren't moved by his vulnerable story, not even to the point where they would allow debate on the bill. Before going, it isn't that Republicans put the bill on the floor and they bashed it around and they kept Democrats from uh, adding amendments and, and they played all these games. It wasn't even that. Democrats just walked away. They just said, no, we're not going to talk about this bill. We're not. They didn't. To make matters worse, after they didn't do anything, listen, l- l- listen to me. To make matters worse, after they didn't do anything, after they didn't debate the bill, they didn't go over it, and I I still have to wonder how many people read it. But by the reports that I'm reading, you know what, in the the rags and hearing, trust me, strictly by accident, from the, the, you know, the MSNBCs and CNNs of the world, I'm pretty sure they didn't read it. I'm pretty sure that they characterized it and just went with that as fact. And on top of that, all they've been doing is insulting Senator Scott. 
he didn't he didn't start this start this thing last week. He didn't start this thing at the direction of the Trump administration. This was five years in the making. So when Senator Maisie um, Hirono from Democrat from Hawaii calls the measure half-assed, while Chuck Schumer suggests that it was unserious attempt to solve a serious problem. Five years. But it's all been a waste of time. All Schumer has for Scott's insults. That's when he's not just ignoring him completely. According to both Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and and Scott, this lost opportunity, this loss, this lost opportunity is on Democrats. They will have blood on their hands because Scott says, "You know, we're going to be back here again." See, and 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 you and, we, and you and you wonder. A lot of you wonder. How do we have eight years of Barack Obama and now we're back in the same damn place? How is that possible? And if you don't wonder that, you should. Black people. How do you have eight years, eight years of a black president that you loved and adored and just threw yourself down on the ground for and about? And still have Walter Scott. And still have Trayvon Martin. And still have Eric Garner. And still have Ahmaud Aubrey. And still have George Floyd. How's that possible? How's it possible that these things happen in Democrat-controlled cities? These things still happen in Democrat, in Democrat-controlled cities. Like, if you um, listen to Senator Scott's speech, I mean, some of these cities have been controlled by Democrats for decades. Decades. A decade is ten years for those of us who went to public school. Decades. I mean, just, just that's that's just the that's just the real, and you may not like it, but that's just the real. I mean, decades of Democrat control in these cities, and they have not in they have not they have simply not chosen to do anything. Nothing. Zero. About police reform in these cities. And now this, 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 there's this call to defund the police. From these, from these children. And I'm, I'm, I, I know that's, that's going to be taken. Uh, why are you insulting them? Because that's what they understand. 
from these children. Adults are going to have to come back to the table. That's all there is to it. Adults are going to have to come back to the table and say, you kids need to go back. You need to go back to the children's table. If you are the children that are our future, then I guess a lot of us adults will have to come out of retirement. I guess a lot of the us adults are going to have to come out of retirement. And that's fine. That's fine. That's just fine. But we but we better go ahead and do it. Because if the kids stay in charge, they are driving this thing into the ditch. Absolutely driving in, into the ditch. And we cannot stand by for that. I, I remember during Ferguson, I think I characterized it like this. If you wonder what happened, a lot of the adults went away and left the shop for the children. And then we came back and all the windows were blown out and all the candy was everywhere and the money was gone. And we came in and said, what happened? And then it was like the family circus. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't me. It's your fault for leaving us here unattended. And that is the truest statement ever. I saw that on a t-shirt at work the other day. To my, to my, def the shirt read, to my defense, I was left unattended. I was left unsupervised. Okay. Yes. And that's exactly what's happening. A lot of us would like to retire and enjoy the, and, and land this plane. I characterized, I was talking to a young, a young lady today at work and she was very complimentary. She thought I should become a supervisor. And I was saying, honey, I appreciate that greatly, but I'm trying to land this plane. I'm not, I'm not trying to go one more time around the airport, uh, you know, in some advanced, you know, advancing in positioning. I'm not position. I'm not. I'm trying to land this plane. <laughs> I'm saying I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a nice runway, and land this plane. But maybe in certain ways, it's not time for me to land this plane. Maybe it's time to fuel this bad boy up, get some munitions, and get back into the battle. Maybe. Maybe. So we keep our hand in it right here, and we're going to keep more of a hand in it as we move on. We've got some, I think, some good news. You needed some good news, didn't you? The Trump administration has announced it was it would rescind funding for 13 federal COVID-19 test sites uh, in five states, Illinois, New Jersey, Colorado, Pennsylvania, and Texas, even as the U.S. sets a daily record for number of cases. Folks, cases are not the important number. They are two important numbers. 
hospitalizations, and deaths. Cases don't matter. If deaths are down, that's what matters. Hospitalizations are down, that's what matters. Texas is among the states experiencing a sudden resurgence in cases um, recording between 5,500 and 6,500 new cases on June 24th, the highest number ever. Yet the state is losing funding for several uh, drive-through testing sites. The federally supported testing sites remain critically needed in some places like Houston and Harris County, Texas, and other hotspots are needed for more than more than ever. Uh, Scott Becker, CEO of Associates of Public Health Laboratories, told Politico. Um, in April, FEMA put forward a press release detailing the plan to trans. In April, way last month, FEMA warned these people they detailed a plan to transition from federal to state testing with community-based testing sites. Initially, this included 41 test sites. The federal government would still provide financial support for the state efforts to provide testing to citizens, allowing the, quote, opportunity for the states to better serve their own communities while leveraging federal support to uh, augment their state's success. The federal government is taking the damn training wheels off and telling states, you are going to have to do something. Garor, in a statement um, that the new model will expand partnerships with over 600 private retail and pharmacy partnerships and up to 1,400 additional sites provided localized testing. This is something that's going to actually provide more testing. Uh, HHS will continue to increase testing capacity overall and make it more accessible, especially to underserved communities, he said, while we are transitioning 13 sites from from the original, now antiquated program to a more effective and efficient testing site. They will continue to operate, but under local jurisdiction instead. Here's some good news. CVS Health announced 44 new drive-through testing sites in Texas. 44. CVS Health. Slated to open on Friday, on today, along with eight additional rapid response testing sites with community partners. The company's president and CEO, Larry um, Merlo, pointed to CVS's ability to expand testing in local communities nationwide. This is good news. The private sector is taking over. Communities are taking over. You can pinpoint testing and hotspots in, in your community. This is a good idea. Except it's a Trump idea. It's a Trump administration idea. This had to happen sometimes. It doesn't make any sense that you try to run all these tests, all this testing and all this bureaucracy from one central site thousands of miles away from what's actually happening on the ground. That model actually never made any damn sense. It's only those people who have all their faith in in one DC that that thought that this is what this was a good thing to do. 
one of our greatest strengths as a uh, as a company is our local presence in communities across the country, which enables us to uniquely expand people's access to safe and effective COVID-19 testing options and respond to the need for increased testing capacity. Some Texas officials are skeptical of the state's capacity to take over the COVID-19 testing. Well, if that is the case, then y'all have the wrong people. If y'all are skeptical of the of your own capacity and your own ability to take over, then y'all have messed this up. Then you've not been doing your damn work. You had since February when this nonsense started. What the hell have you been doing? Director of Emergency Management for the city of Dallas, uh, Rocky Vaz, told Talking Points Memo that the city has requested an extension for federal testing sites to remain in operation beyond the June 30th shutdown date. The request was denied. Work. Do what you said you would do for your community. Work. Dallas County Records, uh, excuse me, records the second highest infection numbers in the state, just behind Harris County in Houston, Texas. President tweets this. Cases up. Actually retweets Jeff Sogor's um, tweet. On 6-23, two days ago, U.S. COVID cases still heading, uh, uh, death still heading down despite cases going up. Two important numbers. One of them is not cases. Hospitalizations and deaths. Deaths are more important than hospitalizations. Because you could go in for a couple days and then get sent home to ride out the rest of it at the house. And that's what's happening. And that is what's happening. That's why hospitalizations are going up. People are going going to the hospital um, they're getting tests run, and if you've been to the, if you've ever been admitted to the hospital, you know that getting admitted is a fairly easy process. If you have money, getting released is tougher for everybody. Who here has been to the hospital, had surgery, and they say, "Okay, on Tuesday, we're releasing you." So Tuesday morning, you get up and you put your clothes on. And sometimes that's the first time you had, for me, it's the first time I had pants on in, in like three weeks. I had pants on. Pants. I hadn't had pants on in three weeks. So I'm sitting there in the, in, in my room in the chair. First thing, 8 o'clock, uh, I think it was a Friday morning, I'm sitting there. I got my, I got my jacket on because it was chilly outside. So I, I got my coat on. And I got my pants on. I'm ready to go. 12 o'clock comes. Noon comes. Nothing. Not released. No one's come by. Doctor hasn't come by. I've signed no paperwork. Nothing. Nurse, nurse walks by. Hey, am I getting released today? Yep, you sure are. Okay. 
it was the second saddest day in my whole stay of 18 days. My first was that when I knew I had to have the surgery. That was sad. I was, I was sad that day. And then that, and then that day I was, I was trying to get released. I was frustrated and I was sad. So that added another day to my hospital stay. So this is what you see. This is what you're seeing. Hospitalizations are there. You you go there for two days. It takes it takes a whole damn day to get out. People are being sent home. And deaths are decreasing. That's the good news I want to tell you. Because it's a lot more dramatic to have, you know, record high record high cases. And Florida is still and still opening. Yeah. All right, listen, thank you ever so much for your support thus far in this project. 146 today? Yeah, 146. We, uh, we, we appreciate you greatly. Before we let you go, I'm going to play the last five minutes of the um, speech that Senator Scott gave on the floor after the defeat of the Justice Act. Until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, God take care of yourself. Us. And what did we do? We, we not only approved $2.3 trillion and then another 500 or so billion dollars and $3.450 billion that would be multiplied in the commercial facilities by probably seven or eight, another $3 trillion, $6 trillion relief package. But what did we do inside that package? We targeted small businesses to save small businesses, and by the way, we added a billion dollars for historically black colleges and universities. Let me tell you what the biggest threat is. The biggest threat is that this Republican Party keeps showing up and delivering. I've got 12 more pages to go. It's like being at church with the third closing. <laughs> Literally. I've got 12 more pages of accomplishments to talk about. I'm not going to talk about it. Don't look relieved. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just here to tell you that if we're going to be serious about criminal justice reform, and we passed it with the House, the Senate, and the White House in the hands of Republicans, we passed criminal justice reform to make up for the Democrat bill, the 1994 crime bill, that locked up disproportionately African-American men. The Republican Party passed criminal justice reform with all three levers in our hands. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because it's not a competition for the best ideas. It's not a competition for how to pr improve the poorest performing schools in America and the public education system that is consistently in black and brown communities, that your zip code determines the outcome of your life because you're not gonna have a good education because we won't, we won't touch teachers unions, we won't touch education in the way that it needs to be touched. Governor Scott did before he was a senator. One of the reasons I went down there and campaigned for him because he was serious about helping poor kids get up and move on. Let me just close with this. I don't know what it's going to take to wake up 
entire nation about the importance of a duopoly and not a monopoly. Because look at your results. Look at the results you're getting. And by the way, when this bill is gone and next week we're on the DOD or something else, uh, we'll forget about this. We'll move on. People will forget about it. And you know what's going to happen? Something bad. And we'll be right back here talking about what should have been done, what could have been done, why we must act now. I'm telling you, I had this conversation five years ago. I'm having this conversation right now. We could do something right now. You know, here's the truth. In Detroit, Atlanta, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, all these cities could have banned chokeholds themselves. They could have increased the police reporting themselves. They could have more data information themselves. They could have de-escalation training themselves. They could have duty to intervene themselves, Minneapolis as well. All these communities have been run by Democrats for decades. Decades. What is the ROI for the poorest people in this nation? And I don't blame them. I blame an elite political class with billions of dollars to do whatever they want to do and look at the results for the poorest, most vulnerable people in our nation. I'm willing to compete for their vote. Are you? After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. 
It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com.